All right. Well, maybe we can get a little punchy as we, we get going, right? Punchy. Let's do this. Punchy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Punchy on three, everyone. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> Chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. Download this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your decent podcast content. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is episode 45 entitled, Atomic Pig Turds. Welcome, Bacher Nation, and it's great to see you guys. J-Lo, how are you tonight? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Doing well. Thank you very much. GK, what's happening? I'm happy to be here. Good to see you, boys. Good to see you, too. Swag, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm doing well. Doing well. The Phillies are in first place. Despite a loss today, we're, we're still in first place. It's very late in the season for the, uh, the Phillies to be in first. I'm happy. And I'm hearing Manny Machado to the Phillies. Uh, you know, it's, the, it's been the rumor for a while on the inside that at one point it was going to be him and Bryce. We were going to go after both of them, but we have money. We have money. If we were the, the team that, that a lot of folks thought we were going to be this year and, and came out and, you know, stumbled around the bottom of the division and so on and so on, it might've been one thing, but if we can maintain a, a division lead this late into the season as is, then it, it may be a, a more attractive situation all of a sudden for the, the Machados and, and such out there. I mean, uh, the right piece or two and, and who knows. Okay, great. Well, let's get to the games. We've got Brood and Metal. And lethal injection, grid metal destroys lethal injection. wasn't even close. And actually, today we saw Mikey make a bunch of drops and pickups. So I don't know how Mikey is looking at the rest of the season. Jack, is he throwing the towel in? Do you know? It's not his style. I, I don't. I would expect it from him at the time of his pickups, and I'm not sure who he picked up at the time. It may have looked like the Dreamers were going to lose. He may have been considering maintaining as opposed to the Dreamers who ended up winning. Now it's a, a different situation in the last couple hours. Uh, that, that game makes a, a big difference with you know so few left. We got, yeah, five games left in the regular season. And Lethal Injection is three games behind uh, the Dreamers and Ronan. Yep. Probably, and that would, uh, you know, same with uh, Scotty as well. Mm-hmm. Stranger things have happened. We know that. Uh, speaking of Scotty, a mission commission and Mr. Blonde's Heroes. Blondie loses, but Greg, I mean, this is the second straight week where your team is up there 
putting up the points round about the same as the rest of the teams. It's just you got some we've had some, <laughs> some tough losses. Round about the same as the rest of the teams. You know, actually, I outscored quite a few teams. Uh, uh, my team, um, I give them credit. They're they're playing well. We lack pitching. There's not a lot lot out there on the waiver sure. wire. Quite a few means three, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. half the fucking nearly half the league. <laughs> nearly yeah. half the, well, I don't know. Half <laughs> well, the I mean, I, I, it was a close. It was a close game with Scotty. I, I know math isn't your thing. I just, I just it wanted was, to make it sure was, <laughs> it was a close game with Scotty. Uh, I think my team acquitted itself quite well. I mean, we we lack pitching. As I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. They're they're rounding into shape, and that's without any contribution from some of the premium prospects that I thought might have an impact this year. I'm pretty happy with the trajectory of the, the my team at this moment. Good. Okay, so if I... <laughs> <laughs> what was so, that perplexed look? Even what were you looking at? On the I was actually looking. Were, at... you, were you scanning quickly to find some sort of statistic or some indicator? that you could throw at me in a hurtful way? Do I know you well enough to know? Is that what you're looking for? I am super kind to you. What are you talking about, hurtful way? I was looking, actually, I couldn't see Soto on your team. I was looking at Mazzara and Soto and what they did, and Soto had a good, you know, 4.6 um, Aguiar. He's just looking at your team. That's all. Just, you know, the age of your team and the young guys coming up, but you've got some young guys already. You were probably mi- missing Soto because he actually started him. He actually used him as opposed to keeping him on his bench. <laughs> well, I, I didn't think, you know, what what a statement it is about the quality of Tim's team. See, I'm like Tim, I, I have complimentary things to say. I'm, I'm a positive person. Two of the three, you know, stalwarts of my outfield this year were castoffs of Tim's. Guys who couldn't crack the starting lineup weren't even top reserves. But for me, they are penciled in week in, week out, and are producing and uh, and again are going to be counted on for years to come. Thank you, Tim. I actually I think they were just good trades. We just had complementary needs and we we acted on them. Funk and punks and the street people. The funk and punks take out the street people with a score just slightly more than Mr. Blonde's Heroes. Um, so they were better than four teams. Still not better than half the league, but better than four teams. <laughs> Obviously, Pop's team, another week, another loss. And then we have 47 Ronin and St. Locash. St. Locash, tough loss. They had third best score in the league this week and ended up with a loss. And then the Dreamers and Philadelphia Experiment. And Jack, your team's record isn't that good, but damn, if you're not in great games week after week after week. There's been some close ones, for sure. I was up by a, a couple of points for most of the week, which makes it even tougher at the to uh, to give it up at the end there. Speaking of competitive spirit, I do have a, uh, a confession to make in this game. So, which, you know, again, this game that, that is, you know, affecting the playoff race, like, like you said, may be the reason that Mikey and, and Scotty go ahead and pack it up. I did not realize that Lewis Brinson was hurt and uh, and left him in there. He's been in, he was in there for a few days with no fucking mm. score. So I literally could have used anybody. Not that I had a lot of choices, but even Herrera for one game would have fucking won the game for me and made the difference in this game. Oh, and uh, shit. It's <laughs> so um, again, obviously not an intentional <laughs> situation as we've dealt with in the past, but. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, between you know what I got going on in my world, be trying, oh, to, trying to keep up with everything. Who knows what the dreamers had going on in their world? Last no, no, yeah, but that's a different right? situation. That's what I was pointing out. 
This isn't a situation of benching somebody that should be starting. This is a situation of not replacing somebody with a, you know, a couple of days. Uh, that said, I will say that it had it been any other fucking player on my team, and my team's not great, I would have noticed it. But Lewis Brinson is so fucking bad that <laughs> just getting a zero each day had become basically common. So I didn't look past, and, and as you guys know, on your phone, if you just pull up the score, you're not going to see that a guy's hurt necessarily. You would either have to go to your details, which I don't do very often. Uh, or yeah, you'd have to actually lineup. look. So I, but I checked my score. Obviously, I was checking yeah, just my score. Based on score alone, you can't tell if a player's injured. Obviously, right, correct. But so that's what I'm saying. If I seen Baez, his score just stay the same for two or three days, I would be like, "What the fuck? What's going on?" Because Brinson scored stays the same anyway. It was a fucking point eight for the week. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I just I had no fucking idea. So and then Castellanos missed today, but there's nothing I could have really done about that. Um, but the Brinson one, I definitely could have done something about had I fucking been paying attention. Mm-hmm. So, Commissioner, what uh, what's your what are your feelings on this? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, it definitely, you know, it's going to affect games. It's going to affect, um, you know, it may not. If everyone keeps winning, then it's not going to affect shit because nobody's going to catch anyone anyway. They're already two, three games out. Uh, but it could, obviously. Shameful. It is shameful. And I, I confessed my sins and beg for your mercy. Huh. Oh, wait. I, he's part of the BBFS. That's, That's right. Fine. You're he's good. part of the all right. Troika. Yeah, you're all good. It's all good. Okay, No cool. problem. Thanks. All right. <laughs> awesome. So let's take a look at the Bonds division. <laughs> now, this Bonds division, uh, Jack, I, I, we were, uh, I thought we were brilliant when we set this up, and now I'm really starting to wonder because we have the Bonds division, St. Low Cash leading the Bonds division at 6-8, and eight, which means that we have a 3-11 and 11 team that still has <laughs> playoff aspirations. <laughs> so I'm wondering if there's a problem with the way we've set this up. I, I mean, it's, it's a statistical went, anomaly. It's like yeah, the it's NFC completely South random. for a couple, three years in a row, you know, it, well, it's, it's even right. more random than that because you alternate positions. The, the worst team, the next worst, worst team are in separate divisions. So right, the <laughs> assumption, right. That somebody in the bonds division was as good, if not better than either Ronin or the dreamers. When you set it up based on records from last year, obviously you know, that's not the case. We thought that was the case where everyone was very high on, on St. Low cash, but well, you know, the vagaries of the actual games. Yeah. I mean, I was, Tim was the vagaries of the actual games have proven to yield this weird statistical situation. Right. And, and the situation is exactly what this is specifically why it was presented, right. To give everyone hope and, and, an opportunity. So the fact that LJ is still in the playoff race at this point <laughs> in the season, I mean, fuck if that ain't hope at three and 10, three and 11, I don't know what is. The idea that Mike or, or Scotty is not going to get in, and no offense, but Chris is, you know. But again, and you know me, if you go to points <laughs> for the season, it's not. In fact, Scotty has the most of the three, but but then Chris actually has more than Mike. It's not that insane, even though the records may start to, to look yeah. a little crazy. Some of it, like we said, with the the dreamers, some of it, you know, the dreamers again this week, they, they, they got me a good game, but they would have lost to any other winning team this week. So, you know, sometimes you just get lucky. Yeah. Quit trying to play God, Tim. (laughs) Okay. 
So uh, we have St. Locast at 6-8, and eight, Funk and Punks at 4-10, and 10, and Blondie still with playoff hopes at 3-11 and 11 at the bottom of the Bonds division. So <laughs> Greg's torture goes on. In the McGuire division, we have uh, 47 Ronin at 11-3, and three, slightly ahead of the Dreamers at 11-3. and three. That's due to the point differential, even though they have the same record. And Bad Street at 3-11. and 11. Their playoff hopes are dashed, Greg. Unlike Jack, I'm still checking every day, <laughs> seeing if players are injured, making substitutions, making pickups. You know, I still care. I still give a damn. Thank you. Yeah. And the Griffey division, Reardon Metal, still in command at 11-3. and three. Lethal Injection and Omission Commission both tied at 8-6. and six. And Lethal Injection, uh, actually it would be Omission Commission, right, Swag? Yeah. Okay, yep. so we have uh, Omission Commission and Lethal Injection both at 8-6. and six. And then we have the Philadelphia Experiment at 5-9 and nine at the bottom of the Griffey division. Yeah, so essentially you have Mike and Scotty flip-flopping on a weekly basis the two least important spots in the entire um, situation. So they're just going to miss the playoffs. They're going to get a little worse picks than the shittier teams. It's, um, <laughs> again, it's, uh, you know, we'll see. Like I said, the, at this point, to expect a, a collapse from a team that has 10, 11 wins, whether they've earned all of them or not, it's still kind of a lot to ask. So we'll see. So there you go. Looks like the playoff picture is starting to round into shape. We know anything could happen. We could have a couple of losses and make things interesting uh, for a team like Ronin or the Dreamers. But as it stands right now, it looks like Dreamers, Ronin, Reardon, and St. Locash uh, may be playing after the season ends. You know, the the big question, Tim, is um, that Week 19, I don't know if anybody else is paying attention, but that's the big matchup between Mr. Blonde's Heroes and Bad Street. <laughs> so. oh. it's funny that you pay attention to my future schedule but not even your own fucking lineup is that <laughs> oh my god he's a little blondie envy that's competitive spirit mm-hmm. well, i did I, I did think at one point once i realized that that i had missed a couple of games with him um, and I, I don't even know how I really, cause I, I, I realized he was hurt yesterday. I replaced him yesterday, but even at that point, didn't realize I had missed games. Like I still thought I was, you know, good. And it was just today. I forget what I was doing or why I was doing it. But that's when I realized he had missed. I was like, holy shit. He didn't play since the fourth. But I did think at one point, uh, if Tim had realized it, which was more important to him, had, would he call me and say, hey, hit your guys out, put it back in because he wants the, the pick? Or be, because, you know, does he want the Dreamers to lose, which would be more important? Not that he would do either, but I did. Uh, that thought did cross my mind at one point. Do you see how he's trying to deflect that to Tim? I think they're both guilty as hell. <laughs> I mean, this is a Tim. Tim's a guy who cheats at fucking cornhole with his wife you know hey, so, hey, that's but, not true. so i put it beyond him to to act dishonorably when it comes to something that's going to uh i totally you know. don't cheat at cornhole unless you're playing hello your tammy he's a total cheater yeah. you know that yeah. <laughs> i miss you guys we miss you Love, girly miss you too all right we'll be right back
pictures and you know there's a lot of texting and sharing of videos and gifts that go on on the text string that happens throughout the week and we had one circulating around with a fight or quote unquote fight that happened in the NBA summer league and yeah it it wasn't even a fight and I I didn't think it was possible but I think basketball fights are actually wimpier than baseball fights I don't think basketball players fight at all you're probably right but they're still not as big of pussies as soccer players and even though I like soccer as a sport well yeah we've we've that's established that's well established but basketball was one I didn't really think of. I don't see a lot of fights in basketball. Yeah. And then there was that one in the NBA Summer League. It wasn't really, they dubbed it a fight, but it was really just some some guys getting tangled up and pushing. It was that Grayson Allen, who's, a, you know, by all accounts, is that his name? Grayson Allen? By all accounts. I think so. Total bitch. Like tripping guys and kicking them in pushing, the nuts. Yeah. Pushing them when their backs are turned. Like he might be the pussy of the week. The posy pussy of the week. I think he got caught tripping somebody three or four times a season ago. Yeah, I mean, he's a total asshole. Although, I don't remember a, a baseball fight ever spilling over into the stands the way that one did in Detroit that time. Yeah, that's what I mean. There, there's been a few real vicious basketball fights, and I think those guys can throw down when they want to. The Danny Ainge biting Tree Rollins' finger at the bottom of the dog pile fight. But wait, this this kid actually kicks people in the nuts and stuff. Yeah, in college oh, he was he's renowned done a little bit of everything. Was it? Didn't he play at Duke? Yeah, he played at Duke, and he was always getting like uh, Shashevsky was always yanking him from games, and because uh, he would trip guys, uh, like deliberately stick his foot out and trip them. He would kick them when they fell on the ground. He would step on their arms. He he was a really like the ultimate bad sport. Well, stepping on the arms happens every play in the NFL. No, no, not 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 when the whistle blows and you're walking right. by a guy and you step on his freaking <laughs> wrist. <laughs> right. Now, this guy was deliberately doing shit. He's just a he's just a petulant dick, you know. Yeah, he's he's not my favorite player. I'm just waiting for him to get whooped on in in the NBA. You know, let him run afoul of some. You know, okay, you're you're you you're gonna trip the the small forward from Wake Forest. You're gonna get away with that, but you know. Let's see you try. Let's see you try to do that on James Harden. You know, come on. But this kid's like uh, Endomicon Sue, right? Uh, uh, in the football, right? right. Just, okay. Exactly. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. The Got the it. dude for the if I if Scotty was on, we could ask. There's the guy for the Capitals, uh, Tom something. He's like a forward for the Capitals who got Wilson. suspended. Tom Wilson. Yep. Same type of guy. Yep. Yep. Just a you know known to be a, a like a cheap shot artist. That's wild. I would not want to be known as a cheap shot artist. Does anybody want to be known as a cheap shot? Like even cheap shot artists don't, you would think don't necessarily want to be known. So you, you, at some point you wonder, you know, they're not a cheap shot artist and then they are a cheap shot artist. So somewhere along the lines, they've obviously created this situation. You know, you kind of fight it, you fight it, you fight it. And then eventually you just accept it. And this is who I am. And, or if it's really just something that they don't want to exist but can't help it. I think some of that's out of your control. Some of that is is thrust on you. I mean, what's the difference between a scrappy player and a cheap shot artist? You know, they're both going to do things that, that go right up to the line. And that line moves back and forth depending on what era you're playing in, doesn't it? I think Bill Lambeer uh, would have been Bill Lambeer in any any era, right? Kind of dirty. Mm-hmm. Like a, a, a Marchand in in hockey you know he said that that's how he learned how to play he's severely undersized and 
that was a way he could level it out. I think Bill Lambeer actually did like it. So now that you mention it, like, yeah, uh, Rick well, Moore, those guys actually enjoy where they, they were the bad boys. Right. I don't know. That's interesting. But that's also my, my point from earlier is that both of those guys that you mentioned, Lambeer and, and Marshawn are great examples of, of what I was trying to say. Their teammates love those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom Wilson right. too. Right. We love Greg because he's on our podcast, but if he was on someone else's podcast, we'd fucking rip the shit out of him all the time. Right. Mm hmm. They're not viewing themselves as as dirty. They're viewing themselves as tough and badasses. And like Lambeer, they embrace that anti-hero uh, well, image and persona. The NBA players would kick the shit out of Major League Baseball players on on average, not just size wise, but um, you know, just <laughs> attitude and <laughs> attitude in general. I, I, you know, that when 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 the NBA players do get into it, it's usually you know a, a pretty solid fight i mean um you know yeah buster posey wouldn't wouldn't stand back he'd run away yeah yeah bus yeah buster posey i don't know if he might not have been to an nba game actually he might be afraid of the crowd (laughs) who was the guy who choked out pj carlissimo uh when he was was oh latrell spreewell that's right yeah he's the anti-posey yeah he choked out his coach (laughs) yeah oh my gosh all right so, Jack, Manny Machado <laughs> has that sort of petulant uh, reputation. Does that bother you if he were to go to the Phillies? Oh, absolutely not. No. Does he bring his, <laughs> does he bring his bat? <laughs> exactly. Not at all. Not at all. Well, first of all, it's Philadelphia. I mean, He'll it'll fit right, fit right in. in. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, you know, if, if you listen to an actor talk about playing a villain, by the way, you know, playing a villain, that what they say is uh, the way to truly play a villain is to not think you're a villain, you know, that, that you are mm-hmm. justified in mm-hmm. what you're doing and that you may even think that what you're doing is, is, is right and good. And uh, that's right. always struck me as uh, really interesting. That was kind of my question. Yeah. Earlier is right. Do they get to a point where, where they justify and, and to, to themselves and, and otherwise what it is that how, how they play you know, the enforcers in hockey, so on and so forth. Well, in the, like any celebrity these days, I have to assume they're surrounded by a bunch of yes men, you know, yeah. who are validating them and like, hey, you know, they're all against me. You're right, me. Greg. You're right, Greg. The, 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 You're yeah. right. <laughs> Greg is so right. The media is against I, me. The totally. media is trying to portray me a certain way. Yep. I'm is just Greg a fiery competitor. No, no, no. You know, that, that's is. the way it is. He really and is. And so, <laughs> and, you know, their, their buddies are like, yeah, man, you know, they're, they're just trying to uh, paint you in a negative light. But, you know, just be yourself. You do you, Jack. You don't check your lineup. Don't fucking check it. <laughs> But that fight, that that might, that that, that, that international basketball that. tournament, like who even knew that tournament was going on? That was the best thing that ever happened to that international basketball tournament was that yeah. fight between the Philippines and Australia. Yeah, but it yeah, was yeah. like, it was like almost like a you know Jets versus Sharks West Side Story choreographed fight because there was guys fighting in one spot and the camera panned thirty feet and there was guys. Like moving in in synchrony, like and beat it on you know Michael Jackson video, <laughs> you know there there was fights all over the damn place. What it was great. Is what is this? There's some international basketball tournament. That was the original video I texted. It was uh, the Philippines versus Australia. Their international uh, some international game and, and just a, a a wild brawl broke out and they ejected like 
no, I think they're what the what's a basketball roster? Twelve players. I think they ejected like eleven guys Texas from again. from the when, game. When did you? T- let me go back. And- I sent it quite a little while ago. Let's see. Can you resend it? Let's break it down. Sure I sure can. Cornhole. If they knew what they were doing, they they try to get somebody to fight because that watching that <laughs> cornhole event, it was in a fucking stadium. And they reduced the angle of the camera and the playing field for the cornhole to the width of one section of, of bleacher. And even with that limited camera angle, there couldn't have been, and I'm not exaggerating, there couldn't have been 35 people there. You know, and it was a two and a half hour event covered by ESPN. They were announcing things on the, the stadium loudspeaker when you could have just been like, Hey Joe, you know, <laughs> I mean, dogs. they're that close the corner, to it, guys. It was, it was insane. I'm looking for this fucking thing. I got it. I got it. Hey, you go. uh, well, I got the article. Oh, well, then, yeah. Okay. Then I also said the summer league thing with Grayson Allen and Trey Young. Uh, we have a Posey, we have a Posey nomination for Young. Is that right? No, for Grayson Allen. Gray's Anatomy. What's his name? Grayson Grayson <laughs> Allen. Grayson Allen. Posey. Award nomination. All right, I'm just going to watch this real quick and then let's break it down. Has everyone seen it? I'm sorry I slacked on that I one. I think it. I was at work. I'm watching it again, too. Oh, my God. What a fight. Oh, he, dude went to kick and he's like seven feet tall. Yeah. Oh, Wow. But you look, the one they're running around. Now it's moving down the court. Oh my god, who's the next guy going? Down behind they're the chasing each other down the court. Wow. Oh, someone just threw a chair. A lot yeah, of right. yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. They call that the Springer. <laughs> oh, then another one. Wow. Put the link, but I don't see any video on that. Of course. Half it's of it's, the, it's like covered a, it's up like, by the Guardian app. Well, that's the it's where the Guardian picture is. It's the very top of the article. Yeah, oh, there's there a little is. there's a little play button right in the left hand side. I see it. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I went to my old version of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, the telephone. Hold on, let me get my flip phone. <laughs> <The telephone. laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. Well, I just like, we're losing by 31 points. I just like the space that it covers, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a hell of a fight. It's like uh, the Outsiders, the rumble scene in the Outsiders. Yeah, yep. There you go. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I just picture them screaming at each other in in Tagalog. In Australian, whatever that sounds like. What is, uh, what is Tagalog? That's the Tagalog, Filipino language. Tagalog is what Filipinos speak. This has been a very educational episode for me. I found out the name of the language, Talawig? T-A-G-A-L-O-G. Tagalog. And I also found out there's a guy named Grey's Anatomy that is a punk. <laughs> I. This is, you know, we might need a continuing uh, education credit for this. Right. This is great you stuff. Learn something every day. What'd you think, Joe? That's a pretty good fight. A lot of a lot of crazy action going on there. Well, I just appreciate the space that that fight covered. So, listeners, if you check it out on on our Facebook page, you'll see that it starts in the in the key, 
And then that's where most of the action goes down. But then one guy appears to be fleeing for his life, pursued by the other team. And then they pan back over to the, the behind the end line of the, of the backcourt there. And it, uh, there's chairs being thrown and it resulted in quite a few ejections. So that's I, my it, kind of fight. The camera guy, I again made a joke, but it, it's almost like a, um, a, a Springer set or he's just going back and forth trying to catch all the action. I um I think I think it may have spilled out into the uh, the gas station next door. Even it went. <laughs> <laughs> it approached the uh, girls' middle school softball parents fight from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> in, in terms of just abject rage and viciousness. Yeah. Right. Well, there were no posies on that court. No. But I no, think but, I need to but, sh- share something with you guys. Um, speaking of a posy. Um, so Tuesday night which was the night before uh, 4th of July. And uh, so we were enjoying the 4th on Tuesday night. We actually, you know, set the cornhole court up in the backyard. We had some good cornhole action there. And then Cinco de Cuatro. Cinco de Cuatro, that's right. Cinco de (laughs) Tres, I guess. But uh, uh, whatever the case was, I definitely was drinking. And so Mm. then we went and um, had a fire pit, had a great fire going and, I put away, I put away more than Greg puts away on a date. So when he took you through the drinks mm. he took, I I definitely was more than that. I was really drunk. Well, break it saying? down. What, what were you drinking, Tim? Well, I started out with wine. Then I I snuck in a glass of ten year Lafroig. Oh, good job. And then was still sober enough to realize I need to switch to beer. There were a lot of beer cans that I had to clean up on July. 4th. Uh, around the fire pit but it was just just me and my bride and we're having a great time laughing and we were up to about one o'clock in the morning our fire pits in the back right corner of our yard which is up elevated we kind of have one part of the yard it's elevated and the other part is down the patio so um i was really worried about navigating those steps down i, I again <laughs> was drunk enough that i knew that this was going to be difficult and um so we get down the stairs i'm good and make it into the house i'm good and Tammy realizes that her her cat Toby is still outside, and we can't leave Toby out overnight um, because the one time that happened, he got the shit kicked out of him, and we spent you know five hundred bucks at the vet. By who? Your neighbor? We don't know. We don't know. A cat, fellow cat, who who, who has any a idea. name like Toby? I mean, you should have given him a tougher name. Should have kept him inside all the time. I did not name him. Like shit. All right, we got to go back outside. So Tammy grabs the the kitty snacks and is walking outside shaking the you know the the cat snacks and i have the light from my phone and i'm following her and i see his eyes reflected in the light at the back of the yard and so i'm like there he is there he is and tammy's like where so she goes up the stairs and i'm like right there and as i'm going to step up the stairs my flip-flop gets caught on the first stair but my foot (laughs) keeps going so my bottom of my toe big toe and and you know the toe next to it whatever that's fucking called slides onto the cement that would be your evolution toe by the way that my evolution toe and then i totally face plant falling up the <laughs> stairs <laughs> i'm good so tammy freaks out are you okay she knows how hammered i am are you okay i'm, I'm good i'm feeling good i'm feeling really good i'm all right we get up get the cat start walking outside and i'm like wait is this a jimmy buffett song or did this actually happen 
Walking back in, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, my foot's kind of sticking to my, my flip flop a little. <laughs> I take a look, and I, I take it a whole layer of skin off the bottom Oof. of my toe. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, I, I, I'm gonna nominate myself for a yes, thank you, because <laughs> I, for the next three days, I couldn't do shit because it just, I, I had to walk with a limp, and you know, so um, a flip flop accident turned into a, a three day stint on the deal. Posey. Award nomination. Did you park in the handicap spot at your office? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and you know, and maybe go around and tell every employee, like, "Hey, I, I know you may have seen my car in the handicap spot. Uh, you know, I had a pretty serious flip flop accident." You should have seen third. me. You should have <laughs> seen me like totally not trying to limp. So I like go to the refrigerator, grab my lunch, and walk back, and just have no limp and then you know get in my office and close the door I'm like oh fuck you know like just i did not want to explain the story to anyone um i was just not so now i'll just well, you... share it with bacher nation well just like just like we always um say to our say about the communication directors for these teams what you could have done is just made right. up a cool story yeah right like there you, has were, to be something you were you were launching with... bottle rockets out of your between your toes you know what i mean or you're, you're <laughs> You know, you were holding a firecracker with your toes, doing an old trick that you did in college, and shit went down, you know? You, you saw a kitten in the backyard holding a firecracker that was about to blow his paw off, so he went and kicked it out of his hand just as it went off. That's great. Yes. These guys are better information directors than the overpaid uh, hacks out in the MLB. MLB. He fell going up a small flight of stairs when I was chasing my cat, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't the, the we are getting old. It, we are absolutely getting old. All right, old. so Tim's one nominee. I, I, I want to do that Grey's Anatomy or Grace and Allen. Grey's Anatomy. It, no, yeah, Grace and Allen, uh, the, the new draftee playing summer league basketball who has a long history of tripping and kicking and pinching and pulling. You know, uh, he, he's a nominee. Anyone else? I think, well, it, it sounded like the American Cornhole Association was oh. actually. Oh, yeah, I do have a nominee. actually. So I watched that whole event on 4th of July because I'm a real American, and it was right after the Nathan's <laughs> All-American Hot Dog Eating Contest. And I tell you, it was sponsored, the uh, Cornhole, it was the American Cornhole Pro Invitational Championship. And so they had six, yeah, that's right, six of the world's top 20 cornhole players in attendance. And it was at the uh, stadium where the AA affiliate of the Mets plays on Coney Island. And as I was saying, guys, they had an ESPN crew there, a field reporter and two booth announcers. If you're not updating your resume when they assign you to that, if you're working for ESPN, I don't know who you're, you know, what you're <laughs> thinking. They try to make it as confined a camera shot as possible. And still, it was a sea of empty seats. The pussy that I'd like to nominate is there was one you know, this is one fully integrated sport, guys. The the guys and the gals compete directly with one another. There's no mixed doubles. There's no uh, women's division, men's division. They're competing head to head. So in many ways, I think they're the most progressive sport out there. 
but there was a, a boyfriend girlfriend who were playing on comp- uh, playing on competing teams. Oh shit! Yeah, because you know these were just the top players, and then it was a blind draw, and they assigned teams. Twenty thousand dollars, by the way, was the first prize. They had a boyfriend and girlfriend competing head to head, and the girl just kicked her boyfriend's ass. Posey. <laughs> Award nomination. Ouch. Yeah, so I, that guy whose name escapes me, because he's a nobody, he's a cornhole player, <laughs> uh, I, I nominate that nameless, faceless guy. <laughs> well, boys, there you have it. I hate to call this to a vote, but we have Grey's Anatomy, we have Tim's flip-flop incident, and then we have... Well, that's funny. I lost to Tammy at Cornhole on Tuesday night as well. But I didn't lose twenty grand. Up, oh, up. Oh, there we go. I guess. And the- you weren't you weren't in front of a crowd of thirty. Either. I was not. I was not. It was Toby and it was Riley. They were the only ones. I don't know. Watching. Didn't you say there were about thirty beer cans out there? The, but- there were a lot of dead soldiers at the end of that night. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He was with yeah. He was with his wife and and the cat and and it was still a quarter of the crowd at the champion. Yeah, it was similar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would vote for Grayson Allen, but. I don't think he deserves to win anything, so I'm voting for Tim. Nice. With the added uh, information that that Tammy beat you again, <laughs> I'm going to have to vote for Tim for, as well. Did Did you cheat this time? What? We marked off the official space. <laughs> I will, for the rest of my life, never evading step the line. question. No, I didn't cheat. Actually, you, the, the just because you marked that, off the space doesn't mean you. If you're doing it. All right. So if you want to know the truth, each stand behind one of the cornhole, what is it, receptacle? I don't know what the fuck it's called. Whatever. Uh, I think it's the board. Yeah. The board, board. right? And so That sounds very sexual when you call it the cornhole say, receptacle. I cornhole asses or something. Out of here. Oh, my God, you guys. Come on. It's a family show. I, I was throwing. I'm left-handed. I was throwing lefty, right? So I was standing on the left side of the board throwing lefty, and my – Bean bags kept sliding off to to the right of her side. Them. No, I well, but hers were coming in the same direction and landing fine. But I had taken care to put the. So she's better than you. No, what she does is she's more crafty in how she cheats because. So then we switched, and I won the second game, and she was all concerned about the level of the cornhole board, and so straightened it out. Um, when I was playing the third game. So it was a much closer third game. She still won, but, um, you know, you got to, I, I need Man. to fucking take a level out. Dude, I was going to vote for Grace and Allen until you just gave me that, that explanation. But no, no, you definitely won, you fucking pussy. I don't know. Jack, Jack hasn't voted yet. Yeah, he did. He said you. Absolutely. No doubt about yeah. it. 100%. Posey. <laughs> Award winner. Didn't we develop the posy to make fun of other people? Wasn't that the original plan is to I, for, for the four of us to be able to make fun I, of I, other folks? I will have to tell you that as I was uh drunkenly lying on my bed and having Tammy dress my toe, I realized <laughs> at that moment that um we are fucking old and we can make fun of posy all we want, but the reality is is that, you know, we all have those injuries, man. I mean, makes my uh, my freezer injury seem a little bit more manly, doesn't no, it? No, not really. 
<laughs> hey, you know what? Nobody had a fucking tend to me after I I tweaked my shoulder. <laughs> there was no one there. You, you exactly You're right. Had I, you, I've driven away had, everyone who loves me. You know I mean? I'm sure there <laughs> were at least two or three times where you called for the dog. <laughs> oh, like, come on, Cooper. Me. Cooper, give me, give me that pillow. <laughs> come on, Cooper. Here, boy. Here, boy. When Tim was talking about Tammy dressing his toe, did anybody else get an image of Tammy like putting a little costume on his foot, <laughs> top hat? Yeah, or or dressing a donkey? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, clothestoes.com. Joe just had a brilliant idea for his new website. We're gonna make some money, boys. <laughs> so we're gonna follow up our best podcast with clearly our worst one. I don't know about that. This is hardly our worst one. Uh, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. This is the best of the worst? Is that... Yeah. So um, just while we were talking, uh, Dusty sent me a desperate message. Oh. He said, I know we don't deserve to win at all, period. But at the end of the day, at the end of the game today, we were up by .05 points. But now it says a tie. Does it round up? Question mark. And I said, where oh. does it say tie? It has to be a tie to the hundredth of a point. You guys won. And then he sent me a picture of his phone scoreboard. So if you guys could take a look at that, it says forty to forty on that. Not on, on mine. The, it does not on not on the computer. Doesn't tell say it on my on my phone app. Tell him it goes to seniority first of all. As far as he's concerned, I won. But I have no idea what he's talking about. I, I see forty. I thought he was calling well. desperately to say we don't deserve to win. Because Jack wasn't living up to the letter of the competitive spirit clause. And we know that Lewis Brinson was injured midweek. And if Jack had only done the minimum, we would have lost. So we, we in good conscience, can't take this win. My phone shows that the same score it was, 43.95. Yeah, me too. I think it, it's awesome, though, that for whatever reason, his shows something different. We spent so much fucking time talking about tiebreakers, and we haven't had a, even something close to a tie. <laughs> right? Seriously. I would love for there to be a tie. Jack, are you going to say the bots are fucking with them now? Yeah, maybe that's uh, it. It could be. Maybe that's it. It could be. Or me. I... <laughs> so I, uh, and then he sent that. I just sent you the picture, which it says 40 to 40. I don't know what time this was taken. And then um, he put, you know, U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. Oh. Oh, that's a great song. That's a pretty, that's a pretty rough shit. shot at Jack. I mean, at the end of that text. <laughs> right? Right? That's not very nice. I mean, let's keep it. Let's, let's not make it personal. Seriously. Right. Okay. Well, uh, let's still go ahead and take a break, and we will have nothing when we come back. Oh, the children's destiny lies in your hands Unless the comedy is a throw to heat your 
Do you guys uh, think that any of these divisions are going to change? Or you think the playoff teams are obvious at this point? There's still five weeks to go. Tim's a mortal lock to win his game. You fucker. It's kind of weird. Second place is probably the prized place to be. I think you're, I, I would agree with that. The, the Dreamers right. keep winning somehow. I was just looking. You know, they've had the fewest points scored against them of any team in the league. Good, bad, or ugly. I mean, that right there just sort of confirms what I think about the team, and yet they keep winning. But I don't see anybody overtaking the two of you in that division. <laughs> I love Jack's text. The Tina Marie song reminds me of picking up girls at the skating rink. <coughs> Parentheses, to reassure, back when the song actually came out. Not recently. <laughs> <laughs> Are we that uh, vicious? Are we that? I mean, did he just have to kind of put that out there right off the bat? Um, cover my ass, that's all. You know, I just admire group. the fact that he could pick up girls at the skating rink. I, like, I texted in response, my inability to skate backwards greatly was, limited my romantic opportunities. That was a big deal. Seriously. It was. Yeah, the yep. couple skate, pressure of the couple skate. Yep. I knew I couldn't skate backwards. So I was like, fuck it, I'm not even going to bother. Yeah, you don't want to be the dork just holding hands round yeah, and round circles. No, that's yeah, awful. Yeah. yeah, so needless to say. Yeah, instead, go home and jerk off. That's what I did. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I didn't wait. I just went to the men's room. <laughs> <laughs> I once got into a fight with a girl at the roller skating rink. <laughs> we yeah, you told the story. That was a great. Oh one. yeah, oh, there's yeah. Now you know I'm getting old, guys, because I'm starting to repeat all my stories. For a second there, I thought he got beat up by two different girls. So it, no, it's good. I, I didn't right. get beat up by the first one. I won that fight. I oh, was that's on right. skates. That's right. Spiping on skates. You were no Buster Posey. Hmm. Hell that no. Bitch out. So technically, you've fought more girls than you've picked up from the skating <laughs> rink. Well, that's true. Yeah, that is absolutely true. So I'm just going to throw this out here, and you guys tell me what, what comes to mind. The text by Joe the other day. What if he's transgender, pitching with aspirations to be a designated hitter while standing at third base? I'm just asking for a friend. That was two texts. Technically, yes, but it was... What were we talking about? Does oh, that weird. ever matter? <laughs> Just like I, I was trying to like, what is that? Where's that? Like, well, there was some part of a conversation. We were talking about somebody who had uh, some some confusion going on. Like he wanted to be a, a pitcher and he was a hitter. What was what were we talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, position eligibility. And oh yeah, that. right. Yes. Because in his heart, yeah, that's right. Because in his heart, <laughs> the uh, Mejia. Still feels like he's a catcher. Yeah, so right. So we need to decide about positional eligibility based upon a player's personal sense of identity. If he's a catcher in this in his heart, maybe he should be eligible in fantasy. Actually, technically, when he comes up, no matter what he's playing, he will he, be eligible. He'll be eligible as a catcher for at least that first year. Or the, You're the talking about Mejia. Talking yeah. about Mejia. Yep. Um, well, I think that not, if he comes up this year, if he yeah, comes up right. this year, if over right. the winter. He he's becomes an outfielder. Yeah, then he's right. going to be an outfielder. Right. Well, my text was about Mejia as well. So Yeah, that's what we were talking about. But as usual, I was just like, I have no... Guys, you know I, I can talk, and I I come back, and I always seem to have something to say. But Joe, you leave me utterly speechless. Yeah, I, I another... tried to cover as many bases in there as I could. 
Yeah, he's another conversation killer. Yeah, generally, (laughs) shows are the last text for a while. There's Ted goes back and forth, and Greg, and then Tim, and then then Joe jumps in, and it's uh, yeah, like a screeching halt at times. See, now there's you're always saying that I'm the mean brother, but there's just another good example of Jack saying something so much more meanly than I said it. I said, Joe, your texts leave me speechless, and one might infer it's because they're so deep or so esoteric <laughs> that it's hard to respond and jack times that, like, that yeah that's what right those typical said. conversation killers <laughs> I, th- I i just you know what honestly i think you're right i think jack can get away with saying mean shit and not seem mean and you say semi nice shit and seem just nasty i don't know what that is i don't either it's the smile <laughs> oh no no don't try that <laughs> it's a, we we call it the Jedi mind trick in the, in my family. Being the, the city of brotherly shove. <laughs> so yes, that loud and clear, Joe. Um, we have no uh, no no understanding. <laughs> Love them. They they give us a, something to talk about. There you go. I heard a a bizarre. Um, anecdote on the broadcast this week where Max Scherzer was pitching. They say, you know, we know we've talked about what quirky uh, people, baseball players are and superstitious. Um, The only thing this uh, reminded me of was I heard a story about Eddie Van Halen once that when, you know, he has that unique style of play where he's playing up on the neck of the guitar, doing whatever his finger tapping. Yeah. And so I heard that when he was a younger player for like a younger musician for a long time, he would always turn his back to the audience when he was doing his guitar solos, lest somebody in the audience see that and steal it. So when I was listening to it was Max Scherzer, I forget who they were playing. I think it was the Red Sox they were playing this week and I was watching on ESPN. They were talking about what a focused, intense competitor Max Scherzer is. And they gave an example that when he played for the Tigers and David Price was his teammate on the Tigers, that one day uh, Price went into the bullpen to observe Scherzer on one of his non-start days. You know, I, I guess it's, I didn't know this, but I guess it's fairly common for starters to watch each other's bullpen sessions to both get insight on how to improve themselves and to give their teammate critique. Mm-hmm. So uh, Scherzer, though, was super intense. And so when David Price came to watch him in the bullpen through his uh, bullpen session, Scherzer had on hand a legal uh, release form that apparently he carried around or he had with him for these occasions that he made David Price sign a release form saying that whatever he observed him do, he would not divulge. What? At first I thought it was a joke, but they were like, no, no, that's a true story. That's just how Max is. He's very, uh, very intense. But can you imagine like, you know, you're a pitcher, you're putting on your, your stirrups, your cleats, you know, and he apparently he gets in full uniform to throw his bullpen sessions, like unlike other guys who are just in their workout clothes. And he goes out there and, you know, as he's picking up his glove, he also grabs a small stack of disclaimer or of, uh, release forms in case anybody he's not comfortable with comes to watch him. Wow. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't know if that makes him, that doesn't make him a pussy necessarily, but that certainly makes him as quirky as fuck. <laughs> That's just a dick move. For, for the, the, the actual pitching actions or for all the intangible stuff before and after like what, 
They didn't. See, I mean, they didn't give any insight into it. You know, I, I don't know if that's where Scherzer like the guy tr- like, tries like, different things or tries different grips. Right. right. Or, he like rubs like fucking donkey piss on knows? his fucking left who arm knows? before he pitches. Or right. Right. Yeah. Like, um, um, now I'm interested. What What is it that's so important? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure I could learn a few things watching him pitch in 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 that situation, but. You would think a, another professional pitch. There's only so much that you're going to learn from the actual action of pitching. So, although I'm no pitcher, I think that's probably correct. There's not that much that Price could have gleaned from simply observing uh, Scherzer's bullpen session, which makes it so outrageous and such a nutty story, right? Uh, unless he, you know, he's wearing you know women's underwear, like you know, meet Lelouch or like, you know, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. That's, um, yeah, that's very interesting. Now I'm, now I'm interested. I I had no interest whatsoever prior to knowing that such a form existed. Now I want to know why. So let's get our news division on that story. All right. We'll send out our roving reporter. (laughs) We could probably call that the ESPN cornhole field reporter and try to talk her into doing it. That's right. What about Courtney? She should be on our side after that great interview oh, we yeah. had with her. That's true, yeah. <laughs> she should want to be back so soon. <laughs> Have you heard from her? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I text with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's, but my uh, lawyer has. She, she, exactly. <laughs> she's, uh, she's getting the uh, order protection paperwork in order. I think they call that an ex parte. Oddly enough, Courtney travels with a stack of uh... <laughs> release forms as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Joe, uh, Joe, we should share those pictures on Instagram. I will. But on the 4th, Joe was uh, preparing a really delicious-looking 4th of July snack. Joe, what were you making there? Atomic pig turds. That is the little <laughs> name. Three, two, one. So Joe, what were you making that day? You could, you could call them stuffed jalapenos. Stuffed jalapenos. Oh. Something hey, whatever like you call them. I know that you only like things to have one very specific name. So atomic pig turds they are. What what, what was how did you make those? They were jalapenos. Yeah. You cut out the middle of them and and uh, you make up uh, you take a little brick of cream cheese and and uh, some rib rub and mix that with some cheddar cheese, some shredded cheese and then fill up those jalapenos uh, and wrap them in bacon and then smoke them for hours. How did you get the bacon? The bacon looked like it was like so perfectly encasing them, like it wasn't falling off the jalapeno. Did you have to like tie the bacon on there? How, how did you get well, it? Well, you know, I thought I was going to have to use toothpicks to hold them, but it actually stays pretty snug. You can actually stretch it a little bit and wrap it around there, and I just made sure they finished on the bottom. Now I did put toothpicks in some because I learned a trick with jalapenos. They're there's a kind of an iffy thing for a party because some people don't like that that hot pepper taste. So if you soak them in lemon lime soda, you know, a sprite or a seven huh. up, something like that, the longer you soak them, it leaches out the heat from that jalapeno. And then you can actually use that as a as a marinade for something later hmm. on. Save it. But I made about half and half and they were gone at the end. So a bad. I mean, they really looked them. delicious. They were I tasty. A little, little bit saltier than I thought. I put a little bit too much of that rib rub in them, but nobody complained. So a little, little saltier than I wanted. It looked awesome. They were tasty. Well, so are you guys. 
Um, listen, I hope you have a, a great night. It was wonderful seeing you all. Thanks again, gentlemen. So it's a wrap for episode 45. We are now a middle-aged podcast at this point. So, um, nice. Yeah, creeping into older middle age now with our podcast. All right, fellas, have a good night. It's wonderful too. seeing you. All right. Talk to you later. Sleep well, well boys. <laughs> Bye, guys.
Fred to the main stage, please. Can we get Fred to the champagne room? Fred to the champagne room. Charity and Angel are waiting for you in the champagne room, Fred. You put you sent out a fi- uh, uh, a picture above uh, or a link about a um, a basketball fight. Yeah, have some coffee, Jack. Um, okay. <laughs> right. Uh, that lawn. Segment that, three is all of us napping. Right. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> see if you can identify which fucker this is by his snort. <laughs> You're talking to the curator of clothedonkey.com. <laughs> we can't let that die. So I liked it I, so much I had to buy it. I'm so glad that my memory of that has been triggered. We can't let clothedonkey.com die. Is there really a clothedonkey.com? No. There has there to be. be. There should be. Um, probably, um, I don't know. Probably. Uh, nakeddonkey.com is also uh, available. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to, don't they come that way naturally? <laughs> that's, that's well, now, that was the whole... Did yeah. you say you delivered placenta? I hand delivered polenta. Oh. What oh, the hell yeah. is that? It's, it's like cornmeal. Yeah, like makes yummy. Why don't you little... just call it cornmeal? Like yeah, because it's called polenta. <laughs> I love it. They're Italian, <laughs> for Christ's sake. They're Italian, for Christ's sake. <laughs>